Welcome to the Run Radio Podcast. My name is Trina. My guest today, Michelle Rickman. Many of you know her from the Contributor Corner with Michelle Rickman Coaching. All about doing things to inspire confidence for us. But you had an incident last year that was just kind of blew up everything in your life. Please tell us about that and how actually how your confidence might have been affected and what you're doing to change all of that. Hey, yes. Um, so uh, my husband of 31 years, um, we'd been together for 33 years and we we were a team. We, we were an actual team partnership. Um, yes, he came home from work and uh, went out in the yard to mow the grass and um, it had a heart attack and passed away yes so um it uh, overwhelming i still sometimes can't put it into words um what it was like <laughs> what yeah what took place um he was he was my best friend um it was an ordinary day i just talked to him that morning uh he was my cheerleader. He was the person um, who was responsible for me starting my own business, being out there, helping people. Um, and so in a matter of seconds, your life changes. Mm -hmm. And um, in the beginning, it's very much that you are on autopilot. Uh, you are functioning, taking the steps one foot in front of the other, but <clears throat> something that kept playing in my mind is that if he were here, he would be cheering you on. If he were wow. here, he would be saying, this is what you need to do. And so somewhere in that autopilot, I, I could hear that. And I mm -hmm. knew that that is what I needed to do. Um, you know, my kids are adults, but still it was their dad. Mm -hmm. um, two of my three kids watched it happen. Um, they were there. Uh, my youngest was the one who came to tell me that he was collapsed in the front yard unresponsive. So she... Mm -hmm was the first one to get the message. And uh, something that Joe and I always, always focused on was supporting our kids. And so I have to say though, that my kids stepped up and were supporting me. Um, so they are, they're 25, 23 and 21. And, um, my, well, and they were, uh, my youngest was only 20. It was a week before her 21st birthday. And so they were the ones making the calls. They were the ones standing behind me, even though it had happened to them. Yeah. And I saw what Joe and I had taught them all of their lives kicking in 
Aww. that a family is a partnership. And so we, we did it together, the four of us. And I think that is, is so very important to find, to find your people. In my case, it was my kids, my networking family, and my, my friends and family. Um, but yeah, it, it does shake your confidence. <laughs> it's, it, what, where, what do right. I do? Where do I go right. from here? Um, <clears throat> you know, I had all of the, the thoughts racing through my head as to, um, can I keep building my business? Because I was at a turning point in my business and actually Joe was, uh, going to come on board with me. And so we were working on that. We were, um, working through because he was such a leader and, um, so those were some of the things that were coming to mind for me as to if I shut down right now, which is what I wanted to do, <laughs> there yeah. were many times where that's I'm what sure. I wanted to do. If I shut down right now, I will be letting him down. Everything that we have built for the past 33 years together mm -hmm. will mean nothing. And so every morning... I would wake up for just a few minutes. It wouldn't be there. And then, and it would come. And then the next step would be talking myself through, this is what has to happen next. Yeah. You have to get up. You have to put one foot in front of the other and you have to make this day happen. And I could lean on other people for my confidence. So I think that's something important to think about as well in those, in those moments in our lives where our confidence is challenged, we really have to find the right cheerleaders. First of all, my condolences. I just over and over can't imagine what that could have been like for you. It sounds like I never had the privilege to meet Joe yet. And so I'm, I no doubt just those small bits and pieces of information and stories I've heard, he was amazing, not just to your family, but the community as a whole. Can you tell us a little bit about Joe and what he did for everybody? I can, I can. Probably the best way to sum Joe up as a family man is that you never meet anybody who knew him who didn't know about the kids and I. Oh. Uh, people that I hadn't met who who came to the visitation even knew the kids' names. Um, mm -hmm. They just, he, he loved and he loved big. But my son just used an example the other day of um, a friend of his talking about his dad. And... Um, so my kids were all involved in theater at Central High School. And uh, the kids were always amazed because my husband was an athlete. Um, he was also uh, in choir. Um, he did all of it. He went to a small school, so he did everything. But my kids all chose to be in music and theater. And so he stepped up just like a booster dad, but only for that. And uh, 
So for theater, for shows, um, he would come every night of every show and work concessions. And the joke is the other night, some of the kids were saying, how many um, popcorn machines full of popcorn did Papa Rickman make? Um, and that is what all the kids called him was Papa Rickman. Aww. All of my kids' friends, he was Papa Rickman. And um, he he was a father figure to not just my kids, but their friends as well. Um, regardless of what their family background was, he was maybe just a second supportive dad. Or in some cases, he was their dad. And um, that was absolutely huge we we have kids who would come you know to our house and even after my kids had moved out they would come back and visit with us and get advice from papa rickman and, and the things like that and then community wise he did the same thing um when he worked for moda all of those years he was a mentor to so many so many young engineers so many young employees um and then at the firm that he worked at, CJW, uh, they had a lot of young engineers there that he was mentoring as well. Um, he just had a big heart. He really believed that every single person out there just needed to feel seen and heard. And he felt like if we could do that for people, we could change the world. And yeah. that was for him. Um, as far as the community goes, um, when he worked for MoDOT, uh, he was on every um, safety committee. He was with the Coalition for Roadway Safety. He partnered um, with a team at Mercy Hospital to um, attempt to prevent um, head injuries in young people in car accidents. Uh, he spent many, many hours standing at fairs and vendor events on his own time explaining to kids um, the the impact of even a, a low speed accident and what it can do, um, rollover accidents. Uh, he was the one of the first, well, he was um, on the team of people. It was him and a friend who um, brought the, forward the idea of the divergent diamond intersections here. Um, so we have the very first divergent diamond intersection in the country and he was a part of that. Um, he was instrumental in um, the traffic management center here in Springfield. Uh, the, uh, the wires that you see on the interstate um, in the median to stop mm -hmm. cars from crossing if they have an accident, um, that was Joe. Uh, he um, helped several, several of the small police departments in the area um, get body cams because it was safer for them um, and safer for the people that they were pulling over. Um, I it, So many things. Oh, he was one of the first board members um, for the Safe and Sober mm -hmm. movement, um, that organization. Uh, he supported it all the way till the end of his life and uh you know wanted to continue that support always for anything out there that was helping to keep people safe that was just huge to him um i just told uh the branson uh some branson people um in my networking group that uh the red route yellow route 
blue route moving traffic through yeah. Branson. He was part of that too. Uh, yeah, he he was part of of all of that. Um, he was one of the senior construction inspectors when the James River Freeway was built. Those were some of his first oh my jobs. Goodness. Yeah, those were some of his first jobs with MoDOT um, were Branson and James River Freeway. Uh, I always joke with my kids and say that I got to be on the freeway before it even had pavement on it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, he was one of the people who helped figure out the Fremont Bridge that goes over um, James River Freeway, because if you ever take a minute to look at that bridge from underneath, uh -huh. it's it skewed. Yeah. It had to be because it goes at an angle. And so he, they had to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. So it, it sounds like his mind did not rest. <laughs> I mean, it did not rest. He was always, um, to take it a step further, uh, he ended up getting certified as an accident reconstructionist um, so that he could help people and even MoDOT um, in court cases, figure out exactly how an accident happened. Um, <laughs> I, this, I, this just came to mind for me. He was in a car accident um, on Republic Road one evening, and um, it was a young girl, and she uh, was at a left turn yield, and uh, it, he had the right of way. It was a red, it was a green light, and she just went, she panicked, she went, she hit him, um, I get to the, I get the phone call that he's been in this accident and it was a head on and I get there and he's standing out holding his arm. He'd broken his elbow, um, but he was standing out holding his arm um, and calming her down mm -hmm. and talking, talking to her, checking to make sure everybody was okay and reconstructing the accident with the firemen that were there. <laughs> good person to have a collision with I guess yeah yeah that was his brain did work 900 miles an hour and um he was a big guy everybody jokes about the fact that he was six foot four and he weighed about 290 and he was just this huge teddy bear of a man um friends and family always would say that if 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 they ever needed a hug, they wanted a Joe hug because Aww. he would just embrace you in that and just put all of his positive energy into you. Um, he was the dad that um, would sit and read fairy tales to my girls with, with a pink crown on and oh my a pink gosh. boa and, <laughs> and all of those things. So he was, he was a little larger than life. And, um, one of the things that someone asked me was, um, how are you doing so well with this? And I tell people, well, you don't always see me behind <laughs> closed doors, but yeah. truthfully I'm doing so well because if, if that's really what it is, is so well, um, because what you saw with us is what what it was it was um it was true and how 
how he lived his life out was authentic. It was who he was in our living room. It was who he was in the office. And we just didn't leave things unsaid or undone. And so I get to honestly say that the only regret, because I think that's what hits people when you lose someone, it's, is regret. I wish I would have. I wish I'd have said this. Um, our only regret, and the kids and I have talked about this, is that he's not here. Um, mm. As far as I wish I would have, we don't have that. The kids came over. They saw him all the time. Um, they each had their own relationship with him. Uh, he was, he was their rock. He was their comfort. And, um, it, uh, it, it, we, we say there's a big Joe size hole in the universe, but at the same time, we have to honor him by doing what he would want us to do, which is to put one foot in front of the other and do what we need to do and continue to help people, um, continue to support each other, uh, continue to make the world a better place because that's what he wanted. You're doing that with his legacy, for his legacy, with this event coming up. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, um, it's coming up on, of course, a year. It was last April when we lost him. And the kids and I had been talking about something to honor him, you know, now that we've been healing. And, um, you know, when somebody, when you lose somebody, I think one of your fears is that people might forget who that mm-hmm. person was, especially someone like Joe. And so we wanted to do maybe a celebration of life. We just weren't sure. And I have a friend who uh, has been a wish granter for Make-A-Wish for 20 years, my friend Melanie. She's um, wonderful. That's been one of one of her gifts to the world is to be a wish granter. And last year, she was a part of a new organization where that works for um, local kids in Make-A-Wish, and it's called Women of Wish. And so she asked if um, I would become a woman of wish uh, since we do have two children who are wish recipients. So our oldest, Kyle and Sarah, both have cystic fibrosis. And so they both got wishes from Make-A-Wish. And we didn't understand what Make-A-Wish was until then. And so it is such a gift to kids and families who fight every day they Mm -hmm. fight every single day you know that and um so that sort of came together as to yes if I become part of this fundraising and that and women of wish do a fundraising drive in February and March if I become a part of that could we combine those two things and how would we do that how could I um do a memorial to Joe and raise money for make a wish because that's what he would want. And we have um, one of my very best friends is a performer, Allie Hutzel, and she's a local performer. And I just, she and I for a long time have been talking about putting together local musicians in one place. Yes. And so all of that just 
one night I was I was laying in bed and I was thinking, why couldn't we do a concert? Joe loved music. Um, he was a singer himself and played a few instruments and um, sang to my kids all of the time, sang out and about. And so was in a gospel group with his family when he was young. His whole family um, are music oriented. And so I thought uh, this, this could honor him and this legacy that he has left behind of giving back and helping people. And so with a $0 budget, yeah. <laughs> I, set out, I set out to do a concert, um, that has, has grown and taken on a life of its own. Uh, I just reached out to the performers that I knew. And of course they loved Joe and they said, yes. And before I knew it, I had a couple performers reaching out to me saying, I knew Joe, I, can I be a part of this? Yeah. And we have seven, seven local um, groups or individuals who are performing. Um, one of those being our son who also gigs out and about. And um, yes, so that fell into place. And then uh we had to find a location and, you know, dream big. That's always my thing that I tell my kids. So I thought if we could get the Shrine Mosque, that would be incredible because, you know, other concerts happen there. <laughs> and so I just asked, um, again, in my networking family, I said, who do we know? And one of the gentlemen, um, Scott Smoley, who is a Shriner, um, put me in contact with um, the person who's in charge of that at the shrine, Steve Mason, and they thought it was such a great thing that we were doing, um, that they're letting us use it and they're helping us out. And then, uh, the next thing that came about was, um, uh, sound in a place that big, you have to have a sound person. And we found that. And in the midst of all of that, um, Travis Powell with Lamar Signs said, yes. we believe this is such a great thing. Um, how can we mm -hmm. help you with advertisement here? We're going to help you with uh, electronic billboards. And then you with your wonderful radio station. Um, so it has, it has been a, a labor of love so far and it is coming together. And we have so much amazing talent in this town. Um, you could literally go out almost every night somewhere and and see the talent that is here in Springfield. Um, it is absolutely in incredible to me um, the amount of local talent that we have. And so uh, it's going to be an amazing night of entertainment. We have everything from rock to bluegrass uh, and such talented groups that are gonna be performing. Um, we have uh, Isaac Kenneth, who is an up and coming recording artist and um, songwriter, singer songwriter from here. Uh, we have um, Allie and the Cats, which is Allie Hutzel. Um, and her band. We have uh, Brian Pitts, who is with the Hall & Oates Project, um, Yachtly Groove, uh, The City Girls, which is a um, 
uh, Eagles cover band. <laughs> so um, we have him. We have the Ozark Mountain Five, um, all amazing bluegrass musicians. Uh, some of them have been on the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, we have um, Grace Clenna. Uh, it's Allie's daughter, but she will actually, um, she just released a single and she uh, will be uh, doing her first solo debut on the stage at this concert. So um, yeah, I think that was everybody. I think I got them all <laughs> that we're having. So well, Absolutely. and a couple of those folks have already done an interview, Kyle and Brian Isaac's coming up. So if you want to watch those, head over to YouTube at Run Radio Station. Uh, you can even see Scott Schmoley there too, doing his thing. Yeah. Um, it's always a privilege to be here amongst so many great giving people, giving back to a person that gave so much to all of us, whether or not we knew him firsthand. And I'm right. very glad this event is going to be happening soon. Is there anything else we need to know? Where do people need to get tickets? Where do they need to reserve everything they need to know? Perfect. So March 15th is the concert. Uh, so yes, it's right around the corner. Um, there are a couple ways that you can get tickets. Uh, we have a website. It is uh, the Joe Rickman Memorial Concert.com. And you can go through there and get general admission tickets. Um, those are $30 a piece. We have um, VIP tickets. Those are at a table on the floor near the stage. And those are $75 a piece. And you get a gift and a drink coupon and some other things with that. Um, or you can get your friends together and uh, you can get a table of eight and it gives you a discount on those VIP tickets. I think it, they end up being about $68 a piece and you still get all the same benefits that you do as a VIP. And then finally, um, if you have a business, this is a great opportunity for you um, to sponsor. Um, you can have a table uh, of eight and all the same things that the VIPs get but also you get recognition as a sponsor on our website, on our social media. You get shout outs during the concert and a table sign. Um, and that's uh, $650. Um, if you want a table, um, then you contact me and my information is everywhere, but it is Michelle with one L um, at michellerickman.com. And you can uh, email me there. You can find me through the events on Facebook and um, yes, we have many ways you can get tickets. Uh, we wanna fill that place up. Um, it takes about $10,000 to grant a wish. And our goal is uh, that we raise enough to grant three wishes. There are okay. over 90 kids on the wait list right now for Make-A-Wish um, in Southwest Missouri. So wow. that's, just, yeah, that's just the kids here. I believe that last year Make-A-Wish granted over 400 wishes um, across the United States. I think I think that's right. I, I It's around that number, a huge amount of wishes. Um, so uh, there's still, Make-A-Wish is still recovering from, you know, 2020 and people not working and donations mm -hmm. down. And so, um, and I can't say enough about what a wish does to bring hope to a kid who has a chronic life-threatening disease. Um, their days are hard and mm -hmm. um, it is incredible 
what Make-A-Wish can do, and we just want to be a part of that. So you can be a part of that <laughs> by joining us um, and coming to the concert, supporting. We also have vendor opportunities for people. So um, if you have a business and you would like to be seen that day um, and meet people and connect with people, uh, you can have a booth for $75. And that includes your booth space and two general admission tickets. So um, that gives you an opportunity to bring somebody with you to the concert and um, yeah, get in and enjoy and have your booth out there and be seen. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for doing a good thing. Stemming from a tragic thing, the Joe Memorial, Joe Rickman Memorial concert Thank you so much for sharing, Michelle. Runradio.net for more information.